0: Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.
1: Tonight sees the to start of another massive. I was wondering how long I was just going to stay quiet listening to that music. No, and then I thought, no, I better speak now. Uh, tonight sees the start of another massive few nights for Scottish teams in Europe Celtic, Hibs, Aberdeen, and St Johnston uh, play on Thursday. Tonight's all about Rangers trying to turn around a 2 1 deficit after losing last week to Malmo in Sweden and losing again at Tannadice on Saturday. Craig Moore, can they stay alive in the Champions League qualifiers?
2: Well you, you you would like to see that they can they can bounce back but they're probably thinking that also uh, at the weekend after the the defeat in Europe. It's a massive massive game for Rangers tonight. A full house yeah. hopefully uh, you know can help the team get over the line but it's a very very tough game in my opinion and I believe maybe extra time Rob might be on the cards tonight. I think it's that, it's that type
1: we're going to pick Steven Gerrard's team for him, um in the next little while. Kick off 8 o'clock at Ibrox as Craig says. It's a full house. Celtic bounced back from an opening weekend defeat at Tank Castle to hit Dundee for six on Sunday. Is Parkhead the land of the rising star? Marvin Bartley have Celtic found someone special in Kyogo Furuhashi?
3: Yeah I think they found a, a couple of special players <laughs> if I'm honest. I think they're, they're back into their stride now aren't they? Um, I watched the highlights of their game and they were fantastic going forward defended really well Ralston came in at right back and he scored another wonderful goal yeah. so he might even get moved further up the pitch but no they look like the Celtic of old and you know, listen it's, it's only one game I know they perform well against Hearts but they lost that game and it's about consistency now you know being a good player doesn't mean you can do it You know, once in a, in a blue moon it's consistently doing it at that level and I think you know, they have got a couple of players who can do that but we'll see over the course of the season also on the Go Radio Football
1: Show, fears that Lionel Messi might be down to his last few quid appear to have <laughs> evaporated uh, with today's news that he's now a PSG player. The Barca legend leaves 140 million euros annual salary behind him. Uh, he's now on about half a million a week in Paris, uh, Craig. So he's so probably going to be OK, I think.
2: So only 25 a year now. Yeah. Uh, only well, after after uh, tax. Uh, yeah. So, uh, look, I mean, when you, when you think, I mean... Obviously, the, the news the last few days and, and, and how sad he was to be leaving, obviously, um, Barcelona. But there, there was really only one club that he could end up at, in my opinion, which mm. is PSG. Um, they, they've got a snip, then, haven't they? For, what was 100? Would you say 125 million pound <laughs> yeah. down to 25 million Absolutely. pound? Absolutely.
1: that's good business.
2: Good, good <laughs> business. Um, so and, yeah.
1: And they're now favourites. Uh, they've immediately been installed as favourites for the champion of the next Champions League. They've elbowed uh, Man City. Out of the way with the arrival of Messi alongside his old pal Neymar and uh, various other stars in that squad uh, as well. We're going to start with some uh, disciplinary news, Marv, aren't we? Um, I was going to have a little pot <laughs> shot at you for your yellow card on uh, on Sunday uh, on the touchline for Livingston, but um, it's no laughing matter, is it? Because uh, it could be
3: things could be mounting up for you. Explain. Yeah, no. Um. So I was. <laughs> I was suspended as a player at uh, the back end of last season. Uh, picked up, I can't remember how many bookings it was in the St. Johnson game. But obviously being assistant manager now, uh, we thought it was slightly different. But it seems that, you know, I shouldn't have been on the side at all. So, you know, I've got those two games to, to now serve. Um, so, yeah, I'll be in the stands. So, if, you know, if any fans hear somebody at the back of the stand shouting, <laughs> it, it will be me. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'm missing, I think it's the next two league games. Obviously, our next uh, game is in the cup. So I'm pretty sure I'll be okay for that and then the next two league games I will miss before coming back down. There
1: were a couple of yellows flashed at that at the Livy dugout, weren't they, on Sunday? Was was Davy for a bit of uh, was he giving Kevin Clancy a bit of advice from the
3: touchline? Yeah. Um, you know, I think we, we were just trying to give him the help that maybe he needed. Um <laughs> and then yeah, D- Davey Davy got booked and then he sent himself off. He's like, That's it, I'm sending myself off. He went he went into the crowd. Um and, and then he decided to come back a few minutes later. But yeah, listen, uh, we're very passionate guys on the side. Um, you know, obviously, I was booked for holding on to the ball. I didn't know I had to be a ball boy and retrieve the ball for a, for a team to take a quick throw against yeah, us. Yeah, but and, you were, ha- you were hiding it, uh, weren't you? You're yeah, right. yeah I was just, he's, he's a young lad, so I was just trying to play a bit of a <laughs> game with <laughs> him. I played with my nephew. but You know, like the playing. balls. there's
2: a little bit of flat riff. Maybe you need to change... Yeah, their, th- that, that's what I ball. thought. That's yeah. what I
3: thought. But, um, you know, the four officials across very quickly and got me booked. And then we saw that, you know, the Aberdeen assistant manager do the same thing and not get booked, so... So you're speaking about off-air, Craig, a bit of consistency would be nice, wouldn't it? But, you know, we'll get there one day. So tonight, 8
1: o'clock kickoff at Ibrox for Rangers against Malmo. The Swedish team are 2-1 up from the first leg.
4: I'm sure their manager has a game plan that he believes in, and he's going to try and execute it at Ibrox. My focus is very much on Rangers, on what we want to do and how we want the game to look. I haven't really given it a thought. We have to be ready to adapt to whatever tactics and game plan Malmo have because they're on the back of a positive result in the first leg. I don't expect too many changes in that department.
1: It's going to be interesting, Craig, what the psychological knock-on effect is of that late Stephen Davis goal in Sweden. Uh, 2-0 was looking like a difficult one uh, to turn around. I mean, it's still a job to be done, but it's going to be a hell of a lot easier at 2-1 than 2-0.
2: Well, it could prove to be a, a, an enormous goal, um, you know, come this tie tonight. Um, for me, like I said, there's, there's still a lot that can happen. It's a, it is a, a winnable game for Rangers, um, but they need to be at their very, very best. They need the supporters to be right behind them from start to finish. And they actually need to to be a little bit more positive, in my opinion, in terms of forward runs. Uh, I was at the game at Tanner Dice at the weekend and looked under United were excellent but I just felt that everything was in front of them and and Rangers wanted everything to feet. So the importance of making forward runs uh, tonight will be very, very important. I think they can turn it around, but it's a tough one.
1: Craig Moore, Marvin Bartley, Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show on a Tuesday night. Home of breaking news, of course, and the the breaking news right now is that Gordon Strachan, uh, Marv, is on his way back to Celtic. Um, this is the, the the newspapers running this story at the moment that the former Celtic manager has agreed a deal uh, to return to the club in a senior advisory role. Still to be confirmed officially. Sounds like it's happening. Has been spoken about for quite a while, hasn't it? Um, is that one that that uh, that makes sense to you?
3: Yeah, he's, he's a he's a footballing man. You know, he, he knows football very very well. He's an experienced manager. You know, he's been through. I think everything he can be through as a, as a manager. So he's somebody there to lean on and offer that experience. You know, I don't think you can have enough people like that in and around a football club. Obviously, Celtic through and through as well, which helps massively. Um, he wants to see the club do do a lot better than they did. You know, last season. So, yeah. You know, I think for any manager to have Gordon Strachan in and around, you know, for help on whatever it might be, it can only be a positive. You know, I don't think you can you can get a negative out of that. So. You know, Celtic were talking about doing things off the pitch, and you know if that's the start of it. Then, and that's the level of the the start of it. I think it's a you know a very good appointment.
1: Gordon Strachan and Ange
2: Postecoglou is that a marriage made in heaven, Craig? It's an interesting one. Does that mean that I can also put an end to the speculation that Craig Moore was potentially going to be the director of football <laughs> at, at Celtic? Oh, I think was, there are there are still more pieces <laughs> yeah, to go oh, into the jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, nah, 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 yeah, you
3: just told me that that You were doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, nah, but look, I mean, as as Marvin said there, you know, uh, Gordon Strachan has obviously fantastic experience uh, within the game over a number of years. Um, he's obviously got a good relationship with uh, with Celtic Football Club. And look, there's no doubt that that Ange needs help off the field in terms of, you know, that that, that recruitment side of things. Uh, it'd be interesting to see exactly what Gordon Strachan's remit is going to be. But any of that off-ground uh, assistance for me takes a lot of flack and pressure off the coach that can actually then go and concentrate on what he should be doing is his, co- his coach and his his football team to get the best out of which you're already starting to see um you know, with this team under Ange Postecoglou
1: Scottish Sun Sport are, are running that story um that uh, not only is it happening but he's going to be starting work tomorrow so he's he's, <laughs> he's he's not hanging about he's in the door um and there's no doubt that that Ange Postecoglou has had far too much on his plate i mean he was he was telling us uh, a week or so ago, that that he was playing a massive part in recruitment. Uh, you would think he's he's got enough to do, more of just managing the team.
3: Yeah, definitely. But I, I do think that's important, though, as a manager. You know, to to have some sort of say on recruitment because the last thing you want is players brought to the football club who, who you don't want. Um, so, in terms of recruitment, I think it is an important part of a manager because obviously, Andrew's got his own way of playing and he knows the sort of players that are going to fit into it. Um, you know, if you leave somebody else to kind of control that fully. And then you just concentrate on the players. They might bring in players that actually don't fit your style. And the worst thing that you want to do is get recruitment wrong. I think, you know, all Celtic fans will agree that that's something that they've been guilty of in the past. And mm. they've spent a lot of money doing it. You know, they can't afford to do that again. It's, it's, you know, they can't afford to waste money. They've apparently got a lot of money in the bank and they're going to go out there and sign a few players. They, they need to get it right this time because you don't want to be spending, you know, five million on Barkas, for instance. And now, you know, maybe he's number three goalkeeper there. Um, you know, Ejeti hasn't really hit the, the ground running. Uh, Kamala, they, they, they got they got rid of. So, you know, you don't really want that to happen again. So I think in terms of recruitment, it's something that he needs to either have somebody in there that he trusts or, you know, he does play a, a, quite a, a heavy part in bringing the players in.
2: And I, I agree, Marvin. I think it is important. Like I said, I mean, there is also, uh, in terms of, of, of the club, uh, you know, the business model, they want to make sure that there's stability and all that sort of stuff moving forward. So sometimes... You have a manager that maybe brings in eight to ten players, and, mm. and, and and then six months later he's out the door. So it's it's that that bigger plan, and for me that you know Ange Postecoglou has got time at Celtic Football Club. Yeah. And sometimes I think in Scotland, you know, it's like it's, you've got to take the blinkers off at times because people were saying, well, who's Ange Postacoglu, All right, before mm-hmm. he come in yeah. on the on the back of uh, his success uh, in another part of the world.
5: Yeah.
2: Uh, and Kyogo's come in and, and hit the ground running and looks a fantastic player. And again, they wouldn't have. Possibly that opportunity to that type of play without Ange Postacoglu. So, look, football, I think at times you've, you've really got to have um, great networks and be willing to cast a net sometimes a little bit further than what we do in the UK.
3: Yep, no, I totally agree. And Sometimes in the UK we're quick to judge, aren't we? You know, a player comes in from the other side of the world and, you know, they have two bad games at, at the start. And, oh, he's rubbish, you know, he's not good enough for the level. And you know, as you said Andrew knows what he's doing. You know, he knows the players that he wants to bring in. They might not be household names to us, but they're very, very good players. And we're seeing already. You know, like you said, he scored a hat trick at, at the weekend. He is bringing in good players, good quality players. So you know, obviously he is playing a part in recruitment. So you don't want you don't want to stop that. Because you don't want to stop these players from coming in, and as I said, you know Andrew might be able to get a bit more money, sorry, a bit more for his money if he goes further afield. You know the UK market's very, very expensive. Yeah. You know you go down to England and somebody's playing in League One and the agent wants this amount of money and the club wants this amount of money. Where you know you go to the other side of the world, there'd probably be better players there and you pay them a lot, lot less.
1: So just to repeat, it's understood that Gordon Strachan is going back to Celtic and will start work tomorrow, uh, and that will lead to him giving up uh, his current employment which is as technical director with Dundee. So Gordon Strachan uh, alongside uh, Ange Postacoglu in a senior advisory role, all on back of that 6-0 win, of course, for Celtic on Sunday against Dundee. Badly needed, and suddenly it's
2: crisis. What crisis? Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the, the joys of Scottish football, isn't it? I mean, it was all doom and gloom for Celtic and then all of a sudden get a fantastic result look as if they, they're going to be really comfortable against Jablonek again on Thursday, in my opinion. And then you've had Rangers on the back of two defeats. So it can change very, very quickly. Um, and it's important that you know Celtic get... or They've found that, that groove in terms of scoring goals. Christie's starting to play again. It looks as if he's enjoying himself. Obviously, we still don't know what his future looks like, but um, I think for Celtic supporters, they want to know that sooner rather than later. And also, Edward, we still we still know that he's more than likely going to move on again. Sooner would be better so that that recruitment of possibly another striker, Rob, which I still think that Celtic need, could be done.
3: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But I think Celtic, you'll see them, they'll be a lot more proactive in terms of be ready for, you know, if Edward was to leave tomorrow, they'd have a five or six players yeah. lined up. I don't think that was the case a year ago. I really, really don't. I think a lot of their transfers were reactive to what was going on or, you know, we need to bring a goalkeeper and who can we get rather than, you know, planning it from weeks or months beforehand. And I think that's where the difference between Celtic and Rangers has been. I think Gerard's always been really proactive in his recruitment, knowing who he's going to bring in, when he's going to bring them in and Celtic have been reactive. But I think that's changing now. I think that's changed now under under range. and They'll have a list of, of strikers and they'll probably have narrowed it down to two. Advised to go for X amount of money, we'll bring in you know this striker. If it's a little bit lower, mm. then we can possibly bring in these strikers.
1: Yeah, I think top of the list at the moment is Thomas Henry, who's playing. He's a French striker and uh, he's playing his football in Belgium with Leuven yeah. um, at the moment. And there's lots of talk uh, in the Belgian media. At the moment, Craig, um, about uh, Celtic yeah. having their eyes on him, but I think uh, the latest word is that there are quite a few other clubs yeah. are interested as well, and it's maybe about seven million pounds. But but as Marv says, you know, th- there's no doubt that that uh, Celtic have been kickstarted into some yeah. serious transfer action here.
2: Yeah, and and if he's anything like Thierry Henry, then it <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he would go all right. But yeah, now look again, Celtic. Yeah, when they, they heard it, when they heard it was Thierry yeah, yeah, Henry, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: whoa! No, no, it's yeah. Thomas.
2: <laughs> but again, I think you know Thomas, 26 year old, obviously playing in the in the Belgian top flight, um, good goal scoring record. Again, these we've seen quite a number of players being linked to to Celtic over the last uh, you know four to four to six weeks. Um, again, if that's something that they do push forward on uh, could be a, a, a great addition because look any top team that's looking to challenge uh, and and the, and then the challenge also for the smaller teams is the depth in quality um, and the top clubs are always going to have that depth celtic do need another striker in there so it's yep. an interesting name for for sure
1: if you are a Celtic fan, what do you think about the return of Gordon Strachan to the club? 8, 08 17, 17, 700. If you're a Rangers fan, uh, how excited are you about a full house at Ibrox tonight? And how confident are you that Rangers can make the most of that atmosphere tonight and get the job done uh, against Malmo? 2-1 down from the first leg in Sweden. Craig's had a say on it already. Marv, what are you thinking about Rangers' chances tonight?
3: Yeah, I think I think Rangers win the game. Um, I watched the first half in here uh, last week and I thought Rangers were fantastic. And then yeah. I, I got on the phone to my mum in the car and I got off the phone and I was listening to the radio and they were 2-0 down. And yeah. I was like, yeah. you know, what's happened here? Um, listen, I think if they can kind of repeat that first half performance, you know, over the course of 90 minutes, it will be enough to win the game. Also, they're at Ibrox. Also, the fans are back in to be their 12th man. You know, I, I think Rangers will win the game 100%. And I know a lot of people are looking back at the Dundee United game, but... There's no doubt about it, the Rangers players in the back of their mind had this game. They had this game and they're only human. At the end of the day, you listen, they had a fabulous run last season, going unbeaten, winning the league title. Playing against Dundee United, I definitely think they had this game in the back of their minds. And Craig was talking about the lack of forward runs. That takes energy. And I really thought they were trying to win the game with using the least amount of energy as possible. Yeah. And when they needed to turn it up, it, kind of in the 70th minute, they did try, but it was too late. You know, Dundee United had the bit between their teeth. they would defended so well. They've grown in confidence. And, you know, Rangers will know f- going forward, Gerard will say, well, listen, we have to pull them every game because so if we don't, this is what's going to happen. But I do think they had this game in the back of their mind. And, I, you know, I think you'll see a rampant Rangers uh, later on today.
1: Rangers' first league defeat in 17 months. There were 40 Premiership games unbeaten. Craig, you were there mixing with the elite of uh, world football in the director's box. Uh, what did you make of Rangers?
2: Yeah, again, I. I... We can go on and say how poor Rangers were on Saturday, but I think that's being um, harsh on Dundee United because I thought they were very, very good. You know, you, you look at when you, when you come up against the old firm, you need to be at the top of your game. Plus, you need three or four players that probably go over and beyond and excel. And, you know, Mulgrew and, and, and Edwards as central defence, handled everything that come into the box. They were, they were brilliant. Was right? it unimaginative from Rangers? Uh, again, for me, it was just that lack of, um, you know, whether it was energy, whether it was, um, you know, mind slightly distracted. The hunger, and, and and James Tavernier after game says that we need to be hungrier. That was slightly concerning for me because yeah. you know that first 15 or 20 minutes of every game, you need to match your opponent. Um, and then the better teams normally go on and win the football matches. The support from Dundee United fans um, helped. Tremendously. You know, sometimes yeah. Marvin, that, that tackle or that interception and all of a sudden the, the place just lifted and, and the team got a great lift from it. Um, Rangers didn't create enough opportunity within the match and you can say that Dundee United were maybe lucky to go on and win it, Rob, but I don't think so because for the goal, Spall is trying to be positive, play a forward pass. Okay, yes, there's a deflection. Robson's making a forward run, very, very positive, and they get the goal from it. So you create your own luck at times yeah. and it's through positive play.
3: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I definitely do. I think Rangers had a spell in the game, and and if their fans would have been in there, I think they would have possibly got a goal. They would have, they would have galvanised them like you said. The Dundee United players were getting, but again, you have to respect Dundee United. Listen, they were they were absolutely brilliant at what they had to do. You know, uh, Tam, their manager, had a game plan and they implemented it perfectly, and then they went on to win the game. And as you said, it's a wake up call. As Tam said, you know, used the word be like they needed to be hungrier. Um, so obviously, he sees the players in training every day. He out there as a captain he has a better feel for it than us so if he feels that that's a true reflection of what happened then you know as Craig said it's a wake up call for them but you'd rather that happen at the start of the season in the league rather than the Champions League tonight
1: It's not hard to find the headlines tonight on the Go Radio football show less than three hours to kick off at Ibrox Rangers against Malmo and on the other side of the city Gordon Strachan is heading back to Celtic for a in a senior advisory role
0: The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.
1: Tuesday's Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean, Marvin Bartley and Craig Moore in the studio. Feel free to join us in the football conversation. 0808 17 17 700 just about two and a half hours away from kickoff at Full House Ibrox and it's a big week for the Scottish teams in Europe. The other four I play on Thursday, what a night it's going to be in Perth St Johnston against Galatasaray after 1-1 in Turkey. Uh, last week what a result that was for Callum Davidson and his team Uh, Rijeka against Hibbs that's 1-1 from Easter Road so still every chance for uh, Jack Ross and his team to get the job done in Croatia it's going to be tough though uh, but they are joint top of the Premiership at the moment so they've made a good start to the season then it's Celtic against Jablonec from the Czech Republic Uh, you would imagine uh, that should be fairly straightforward for Ange Postikoglu and his team 7.45 on Thursday 4-2 up from the first leg Aberdeen should make it through as well after winning 3-2 in Iceland against uh, Breda Blake but uh, the big one tonight uh, Rangers the return against Malmo and it is 2-1 down from the first leg <laughs> That's the music of wow, the Rangers I love that music Fans want that. to be hearing us their soundtrack uh, to the season, will Rangers uh, get over the, the hurdle tonight, which takes them to the playoff round and uh, looking further on into those group stages? It means bucket loads of money, but more yeah. to the point, bucket loads of football prestige as well. It's what Stephen Gerrard so desperately wants, Craig.
2: Yeah, well, just, I mean, even myself, they're just hearing that music. It, it took me back, and, and that, that's like, you know, that you're playing in a top competition and you are going to be tested. And, and that's that's an amazing feeling as a player, uh, you know, playing against the top teams in Europe. But you're right, Rob, for, for, for this group now, uh, you know, for the club to continue to progress, um, you know, to, to qualify for the Champions League financially means a lot. But to the players as well, to really test themselves at the highest level, they'll be doing everything they possibly can uh, to try and continue the qualification journey to hopefully get to the Champions League. It's a massive tournament. I maybe only played 30-odd games, but there were 30 games that you just never, ever forget, you know. Great atmospheres, great opponents. Um, That was was brilliant. Bayern Munich, PSVs, Manchester United. you, You know, I didn't play against the Barcelonas or Real Madrid's. But played in some top, top matches.
1: That music got you going there, oh, didn't it? Oh, I got a little bit
2: excited. <laughs> you could sense that. Yeah, got yeah. a little bit excited. <laughs> got a bit emotional
1: there.
3: Putting his shin
1: back yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Rangers last week were McGregor and goals. Uh, Tavernier, Goldson, Hilander and Barisic. Uh, davis Field and Lundström were the midfield three. Uh, Kent and Wright, either side of Cedric. Eton in attack. Um, what do you what do you reckon team-wise team tonight?
2: Yeah, it's a, look, it's an interesting one. Uh, for me, uh, I think for McGregor, obviously, I think he comes back in. Barisic, uh, Goldson, Holanda, Tavernier, Lundström, Davis and Aribo. I'm going for as a midfield three. Um, and I'm going for Haji, Morelos and Wright, who I think has been excellent. And um, when he's come on, he's been really, really positive. Well, I actually think he's done enough to, to continue to to start matches. Um, so that's what I'm going with. Right. Probably not going to be the case, Rob. But that's what I'm going with.
1: <laughs> Let's talk to Ricky in Kilbarkin, who's probably got a much more educated view on the Rangers lineup tonight than than us in here. And Ricky, you're heading to the game.
6: I am, yes. Um, I am buzzing, absolutely buzzing. <laughs> a bit emotional as well, but yeah, I, I, bet. I am, I'm absolutely buzzing.
1: What, what was your last? Um, what was your last one at Ibrox? Well, you could say it was the
6: last um, full house in Britain, the Leverkusen, in the last 16 games.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Before the
6: pandemic started, so quite some time away.
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a kind of it's a slice of history, isn't it, when you think about it? All that way back yeah. to, to a full house crowd at Ibrox. And, and you've gone full circle. Um, what do you imagine the atmosphere is going to be like tonight?
6: Oh, it's going to be unrivaled. I don't think there'll be, a, I think it'll probably be one of the best atmospheres I'll ever attended in Ibrox, to be honest. Um, the way it's going on with reading things online, things like that, and obviously the gaffer um, asking for us to be as loud as we possibly can, you know, and there's people wanting as in as early as possible to get the atmosphere absolutely going during the warm up and things like that. So, so t- t- tell me
1: about your thing song anyway. Yeah, tell tell me about your timetable. When are you, have you? Are you still at home, or what's your what's your plan? Yeah,
6: I'm literally just about to leave right now and <laughs> jump in my motor and meet my mate at Bridge Street under uh, Bridge Street uh, subway, and
1: then we're heading in. Right. And it's just great to be back in that old routine, eh?
6: Oh, unbelievable. No, it's just the buzz of waking up in the day of the game, you know, um, and just, I was at college today and being in college and just talking about it with my mates in college and just, just can't, can't believe it's happening. Finally, we're getting back to where we all should be and where our first love's. I'm, I'm not grown up you know what I mean Absolutely
1: and Craig Moore Stephen Gerrard has made a big point hasn't he of, of, how important. of, of pulling in the, the, the atmosphere tonight and yeah. uh, emphasising how much that matters to a Rangers revival here in the tie
2: I think it's it's so important from, from start to finish because we know that uh, you know there can be twists and turns within a game uh, Rangers supporters are, are fantastic and I think because it has been such a long long time you know for the fans to be in in and a, and a full house I'm sure they're going to make some noise, um, which for for Malmo, um, although they probably you know would have experienced quite a bit in their days. You you come to Ibrox, fifty thousand, and the noise that, that will be generated there tonight, um, it'll be an unbelievable atmosphere. It's just important, like I says, because you know even if Rangers were to lose a goal early doors, hopefully that's not the case. But the role that the supporters can play in 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 making sure that that. Um, that gets them back into the game. It gets them that lift to, to go on because this is this is ninety plus minutes. Like I said, I think this is going to be a tight affair. Concentration so important, Marv. We've seen how you know the lapses of con- concentration for three to four minutes in the first leg, two goals. You're down two nil. European football. That's that's what happens. They can't afford that to happen tonight.
1: You were pretty confident at the top of the show, Marv, that 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 uh, atmosphere, that backing tonight, is going to make all the difference for Rangers.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely think it will be the game changer I really really do and you know a full Ibrox with everyone being back in there for the first time as is here and now you know there's a real buzz within the fans um, about the game also and I think the important part for the for the Rangers fans is there will be a lull in the game where Rangers maybe don't have the ball they're not attacking that's when they need the fans most yep. it's not when they're you know they're constantly attacking and balls go in the box it's when you can see that the players just need that little lift it might be after 25 minutes you know half an hour it might be after 60 minutes and that's when the Rangers fans really need to begin to roar and get the players going again. Because as I said, when you're doing well, and Craig was saying there, when you're attacking and things are going well for you, you don't really need the fans. When you're struggling a little bit and you're thinking, how are we going to break these down? You know, they're really sitting behind the ball. That's when you need the fans. And, you know, hopefully the Rangers fans, you know, as I said, I hope they turn up in their numbers today and and they're ready to sing.
1: Ricky, I, I, I'm conscious now that we're holding you back from diving into that motor, and, and, and <laughs> out, out to meet you, you've still got five minutes for drive, us, have you? Drive,
3: drive responsibly,
6: Jen. <laughs> drive responsibly,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, at all times. Uh, what about lineup tonight? Who are you thinking is coming in for Rangers? What, what? How will the team compare? Do you think to the one that started in Sweden?
6: Personally, I think the defence and the goalkeeper speaks for itself. Yep. I think he's going to go with Haji, Aribo, and Davis in the middle of the park. And Kenton, right either side of the main man Alfie.
2: Yeah. How, yeah. Does, how
1: does that go with yours, Craig?
2: Yeah. No. Look, I mean, it's close. Uh, a player or two out. Yeah, look, I mean, for, for me, like I Davis is so important, and he's yeah. he's, oh. he's he's unbelievable. But again, he's played so much football. You know, you're thinking they're gonna at some stage look up. But but this type of game, you, you need Davis. A um, Aribo for me has to has to be involved because I think he was a, the the most positive player at the weekend for, for Rangers. Morelos, for me, um, he come back and looked in good order, and yeah. we, we, we touched on that. Like I says he, he would have been a little bit frustrated, but it didn't show in his performance. Mm. Um, he probably would want people a little bit closer to him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Ricky's starting 11 is, is just as good as mine, and we'll see what Steven Gerrard comes up uh, with in probably about, I don't know, 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a little bit longer than that, but uh, I just think, Ricky, that that Alfredo Morelos is going to revel in this tonight, isn't it? It's going to it's going to trigger in that Rangers team so many memories of so many big European nights over the last two or three years, and and for Morelos, so often he's the star of the show.
6: Uh, absolutely. He, I mean, he loves the fans. He does. He does. He does love the club, um, and he, he he he. What's the word? He. Um, uses the fans' as ammunition to get what he wants and do his best on the park. He just absolutely loves it. He loves the atmosphere, I can just imagine. Not that I've known personally, you know, but you can just tell, you know. Um but no, he's 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 on his day he's unplayable and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we grabbed a uh,
1: at least a tonight. It's I'm
2: quietly confident that we will. Christ, yes, won't. confident. I like that.
1: Yeah, indeed. It's funny though, Marv, isn't it? How quickly the picture changes. It doesn't seem so very long ago that Stephen Jarrah was saying, "I don't know where he is, and I don't know when he's coming <laughs> back." And it sounded like his, and it sounded like his time might be up. Suddenly, he's back in the, he, back in Glasgow back in the team at the weekend and he is key tonight isn't
3: he oh he's definitely key but maybe Gerard was you know leading up a, us up a garden path and yeah. wanting us to believe that he didn't know where he was when he actually did but no who knows but no as, as Craig mentioned there you know he looked in great Nick um, playing in the game against Dundee United and as Ricky's you know alluded to there he does feed off the fans you know he really really does and, yeah. and he lives on the edge I think if you take that away from him, you take a bit of his game away from him you know I think you have to leave him doing these things because he's a fabulous footballer and like Craig's saying if he comes short today he's going to need Kent running in behind him but I think you're going to see a lot of energy from from Rangers that we didn't see against Dundee United they've been saving it all for tonight I keep convincing myself of this and I think they're going to go out there and, as I said, do the business. And, and And he is the main man. He really, really is. You know, when it comes to big game, you need your big game players and and he's definitely one of those.
1: And do you think, do you agree with Marv, Ricky, that, that Tanadice at the weekend doesn't have much to do with tonight at Ibrox?
6: Um I'm glad that that happened. At the well, sorry, no, I'm not glad that happened. I'm, <laughs> we know I'm, what you saying. I'm relieved that it, it happened so early on, you know, and we can bounce on and then tonight the can be the kickstart, like the kick up the backside, Some of the players needed to be on. We were nowhere near our best on Saturday. We far, far from it. But yeah, I would agree with Marvin. Yeah, absolutely, in that sense. Sometimes. Tonight is a total different ballgame. And they completely... And, um,
2: they're completely different nights, Ricky, aren't they? I mean, look, I says domestically, of course. That you know, it's a great atmosphere, and, and and it's a competition that you want to you want to win at the start of every season. But European football just throws a, a completely, um, you know, different atmosphere. The fans love it, the players love it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a cracking game tonight. And and I'm Marvin. I am with you. I think Rangers will will get through. Yeah. But I just think it's got, it's gonna to be tough, and they've got to make sure that they they they're concentrated and focused. For the whole game, because like I says at this top level, just one little lapse of concentration, you can be punished.
1: It's not often we see um, Ryan Kent as little involved in a game uh, as he was at Tanunda Marv at the weekend.
3: Yeah, um, you know, it was a very, very quiet game for him. But you have to leave him out there because he can be a game changer in you know the blink of an eye. Um, but again you know we're talking about runners in behind that is normally Ryan Kent and again that's what I'm talking about players saving energy with one eye on tonight because everyone wants to play in the Champions League this is this is their dream as players you know everyone dreams about these nights dreams about hearing that music dreams about a packed eyebrows when you're playing in the group stages or or maybe even beyond that and Ryan Kent's only human you know he's a young man who you know wants to play in the Champions League you'd have one eye on that probably didn't want to get injured in the the game that they played at the weekend and you know that's the harsh reality of, of football but we can all understand it, you know. If Ricky had been in that position playing, you know, against Dundee United, he would have had one eye on the next game. And yeah. sometimes fans don't understand that, and it's very difficult to go out there and perform week in, week out. Also, you know, mm. again, when you've got big games coming around the corner, and you only got you're thinking about your recovery after the game before you played the game that, that you're at. So, listen, Ryan Kent will turn up today. I've got, I've got no doubt about that. No doubt about that. And just
2: the important thing, and, and Ricky, I'm sure you will gr- agree with me here, is. The squad and the depth, because obviously we're talking about a potential starting eleven, but we know that there's going to be substitutes that will need to be involved in this match that really have to come on and make an impact. And it can be really difficult when you're coming on as a substitute to to adjust to the tempo of the game and to, and to make that impact. But that will be uh, exactly what is needed for the players when they do get their opportunity to come off uh, the bench for Rangers tonight as well.
6: Yeah, I mean, the player could come on in the last 15-20 minutes and count themselves a Rangers hero. Tonight you know it's, It can just be as simple as that They score the winning goal And that's them They've got us into the next round Like Cedric and I'm a big fan of Cedric Hatton, Cedric Huge fan I like his style it reminds, Not that I'm A professional footballer Or anything But it reminds me of myself Throws my, Throw myself
3: about Playing up front
6: being a bit of a nuisance to defenders and brilliant. things like
7: that you know meaning you, man- your life a misery yep. yeah, get,
3: yeah, yeah. get you down to Livingston if you can play like it I'll, 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 oh, I'll speak to you I'll off I'll fair, fair mate <laughs> me 12, I'll,
7: me
1: <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what he talks a good game anyway <laughs> yeah, that,
7: that's, for, that's for sure
1: but listen before you
4: go Ricky are we rally, rallying cry for you uh, just before you depart from the manager either. listen we haven't played in front of a, a full house at Ibrox for a long time so I'm sure their opinions and maybe from some time ago, I'm not too sure who said it or where it's come from, but it doesn't really interest me. We're really looking forward to a full house. We've spoke about it for a long time and our fans have been patient on the outside, desperate to come in and watch us. I called on them after last week's game. there was a big turning point in the final moments of the game. And I've called for the Ibrox crowd. So I'm in no doubt that they'll turn up. They'll be full of passion and full of support for the boys. We've got to go and give them a performance to match that.
1: Are you about to give it plenty tonight, Ricky? The manager's asking for you. Yeah. Absolutely. No,
6: absolutely. Cannot wait. Honestly. Um, we're gonna do the job. We'll get there.
1: Right, no. No speeding in that car, okay. Take it easy. (laughs) Thanks.
6: (laughs) Thanks.
1: Have have a good night. That's Ricky. Ricky Ricky en route to Ibrox eight o'clock kickoff, Rangers against Malmo.
0: The Go Radio football show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live, weeknights from five.
1: Glasgow's Own Go Radio, Tuesday's football show. Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Marvin Bartley in the studio. Just before the break, we would Ricky um, from Kilbarkin on the way to the game. He's probably speeding towards the tube station as we speak to meet up with his pal, head to the game and tens of thousands of other Rangers fans will be making uh, their travel plans as well. It's going to be a full house tonight as Rangers look to turn it round in the Champions League qualifiers. Um, against Malmo. So it's uh, Olympiacos or Ludogorets if Rangers get through yep. in the playoff round that leads to the Champions League. What they don't want to be thinking about uh, is what it is in the Europa League qualifiers. I'll probably not even mention it um, because Rangers are onwards and upwards, they hope, in Europe's elite. Competition later on in the week, Thursday for St Johnston and Galatasaray, Rijeka against Hibbs, Aberdeen against Breda, Bleak and Celtic play Yablonets. Let's talk to Celtic fans. Stefan, how are you, Stefan? I'm not too bad, Rob. How about yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, just speaking about speaking to an emotional Rangers fan heading back to Ibrox and of course, uh, we had a great chat with you when you were heading back to, to Celtic Park.
8: Yeah, um, I, I, you know, any football fans are getting back to the to the actual ground for the first time. It's it's an amazing feeling. So you know, uh, I, I, I'm sure they will enjoy it.
1: Do you do you have a feeling, Stefan, that things are are turning round now with that six nil win against Dundee?
8: I, I mean, I think it's a bit early. Um, it's a bit, you know, I think it'd be premature for fans to to to, to read too much into it. Um, because it, it was against Dundee, but uh, no disrespect, obviously, but. You know, I I just feel like it's a great result. It's a great start, but that's all it is. It is a start, and um, hopefully, you know, Celtic can be sort of consistent with their the results this season, and and hopefully, um, you know, it can see them, uh, you know. Fight to, to win that league title back, but I, I just would stress it. It is a start, but it is a great start. And um, you know, Furuhashi just looks unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we've managed to do forty-five seconds without mentioning Kyogo Furuhashi, but there he is. You've mentioned him now. A hat trick, four goals already, um, and he was just lightning, wasn't he uh, against Dundee? Oh,
8: well, he was unbelievable. Um, you know, when I I I seen on Twitter that Japanese journalists were, you know, telling us how good he was going to be. And I think I was very uh, sceptical and I was going to say, well, you know, the J-League, how will he sort of fit into the, the Scottish League? But he's, he's taken it by storm and, you know, he, he missed a couple of sitters, but <laughs> I'll let him off with scoring. a hat. <laughs> what I think it
3: was.
1: Yeah, Marv, it was it was like a masterclass in striker movement, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, no, his movement's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, I didn't actually see him as a number nine because he is relatively small, so yeah. I thought he was gonna play wide and, and come inside like he did against Hearts. But he said with the movement that he, that he has, he's very very difficult to mark. And Stefan alluded to He also missed two chances, but he's getting in the right positions. And and these are the great things. You know, you want your striker in the right position. You want them missing chances. And in the back end of that, he's also scoring a hat trick. So he could have actually walked away with five goals, and you'd have been like, do you yeah. know what? Fair play to him. But no, his movement was absolutely brilliant. And that's what Celtic have needed. Edward offers you something slightly different. Obviously, we don't know if he's staying or going at this moment in time. But, you know, James Forrest also being back out there. Ryan Christie, you know, looked back to his best and he looked like he was, he was energised again. Going forward, this is what you're used to from Celtic. Absolutely breathtaking. And I think they missed yeah. that slightly last season.
9: This was uh Stefan speaking about Kyogo. He scored three goals. He, he probably could add another two or three, um, but it wasn't just that. It's his movement. It's his work rate. You know, I'm sure that uh, you know he'll get a lot of confidence out of that, and the players will around him. You know, he's a clever player, and I still think there's more to come from him. Well, you know, you, you never really know, but he's he's a little bit more mature. He's you know he's 26 years of age. I've have watched his development first hand in in Japan and. You know, Every year he just got a little bit better and a little bit more mature and I I thought if anyone could handle it, he could um, in terms of his temperament because he's just had this real narrow focus of of becoming a a fantastic footballer and um, whatever challenges he's going to have here, I'm sure he'll be able to overcome.
1: It wasn't just his goals, was it Stefan? It wasn't just his individual performance, it was about that effect he had on on players roundabout. about.
8: Yeah, I I mean I, he made some some great runs and his overall play was was fantastic. But you know what? One thing I picked up from the performance on you know Sunday was Ryan Christie. You know a player that hadn't mm-hmm. been in you know great form last season, um, but looks like a looks like the player he was um from a couple of years ago, and it, it's just great to see. Um, I know he's only got a short time left on his contract, but you know if you're the the power brokers at Celtic Park, you should be looking to tie him down uh, as quick as possible uh, even if that is just to, to make sure you get a transfer fee for him but you know I, I think everyone played their part on um, Sunday and you know I'm starting to find myself really surprised by Anthony Ralston I think yeah. I should mention that because I have been one of those people that have slated him on social media saying I don't think he has what it takes to be a Celtic but I, I think he's starting to, to shut a few people up mm. with you know the goal at Hearts and the goal against Dundee. He, he is looking, uh, you know, quite quite promising. But but we'll we'll wait and see. Not but not I'm, just I'm
3: two, happy. not just two
1: goals. I we'll two wonder goals from yeah. Tony Rolston.
3: Absolutely yeah. brilliant goals. You know, saw against Hearts when he drove inside and you know he lets a shot off of his left foot and everybody's probably shouting pass. And then <laughs> the goal against Dundee, he almost chips it up and then you know kind of reverses it into the other corner. It's like said two brilliant brilliant goals and. You know, you can see how much it means to him. You know, it's lovely to see you know a boy who's came through like kind of the academy and everything else, and had to go out on loan. And as Stefan said, they got some stick online from certain fans, mm. and show that mental strength to you know stick with it, to still come and, and, and play for Celtic and, and do as well as he has done in, in these two games. You know, hopefully it leads to a long successful career for him at, at Celtic.
1: You know, Ange really well, Craig, and um, he he'll give Tony Ralston every chance, won't he? I mean, he, he was presented with. A squad which had Ralston really is only his only right back, so yeah. it, it didn't take a great deal of uh, decision making to, to put him in the team. But, but he's making the most of it and he, and he's, he's listening, isn't he, to what, what Andrew's wanting him to do.
2: Uh, look, for me, I, I don't know the lad only from what, what I've seen. Um, he, he's a strong character. There's no doubt about that. The, the criticism that he's taken, yet still being able to find performances, still scoring goals. Still knowing that the club are desperately after another right fullback, um, to be able to continue to to do that, um, you need to be a strong character. And and for me, he's a you know, these these are the players that you need within a squad. They might not necessarily be your starting players week in week out, but when you're at the bigger clubs, can you take that that criticism that does does fly about at times? Can you learn to just brush it off and get on with it? And Ralston has done exactly that. And uh, for me, um, you know, his his job is to, is is to defend, and if he can provide, and and, and do things going forward, which he's, he's scored a couple of goals, that might be him for the end of the season. Who <laughs> you knows? I mean, defender scoring yeah. a couple of goals, but I just think that that mental toughness is 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 something that uh, I appreciate it because I went through something similar at Rangers uh, in my early days. You know, twelve to fifteen months, where given it my all, playing out of position, but just felt as if you know a lot of the fans will say he's not good enough for the football club. It's not easy to be able to cope with that and to be able to keep going to work every day and train your backside off and and perform. Um, so I kind of see similarities in terms of the criticism that he's taken, but the ability to go out and perform. Uh, it's good to see Turnbull also start to look to come back a little bit like himself. Uh, he was excellent last season from January when mm. he came into the team. He started the season a little bit quietly for yeah. me, a little bit quietly, but we started to see a little bit more of Turnbull and what he's all about the through ball pass for the for the first goal we can talk about Kyoga all day long again the one thing that I really liked about him is his best chance is actually his first chance that he misses yep. good strikers Marvin you touched on it put yourself in scoring opportunities even when you miss you go again Yeah. you go exactly. again he gets three he could have had six
1: Christy outstanding as Stefan said and the, the big question is will he stay or will he go this was what Andrew said after the match
9: Again, contractual situations, you know, I'm not thinking about him too much, pretty much consistent in saying that what concerns me is what we've got before us. At the moment, Ryan is, as I said, he's playing fantastic, he's training well. Um, If that situation changes where, you know, he moves on, then we'll deal with it then. But at the moment, he's he's doing everything I can ask for, and I think he's enjoying his football, which is really important.
1: What would your message be, Stefan, to Celtic? Would it be, let's keep him and, and let's get the best of him before he's finished, before he leaves the club? Or... Uh, cash in, try and cash in now and get the get the max.
8: Well, I'm I'm firmly behind Celtic signing them up to a new contract because I think if you don't sign them up to a new contract and you let them go, we're now into you know the we you know August coming up. To, we were on the 10th of August. The window shuts in in three weeks' time. Can you replace Ryan Christie in three weeks' time? I, I don't know, um, but I I think the, the start that Turnbull's had has made Christie become more valuable because I I think he has played well and he has looked like the player of last season. And arguably for much of, uh, sorry, the season before, but much of last season, David Turnbull um, was flying high. And you were saying, well, do we need Ryan Christie? And that's what's worried me at the start of this season was David Turnbull didn't look like himself. So, if, if I, honestly, if I'm Celtic, I would tie Ryan Christie down because I, I think he has been sensational since the start of the season. Um, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. And I, I think he can be a, a monumental player on his day. Yeah, we
1: did see some quality supply from him, didn't we, against Dundee. When there's somebody making those moves, he'll pick you out. Yeah, his,
3: his way of passing was was unbelievable. Honestly, if you'd have seen somebody do that in La Liga or down in the English Premier League, people would have been talking about it you know, for, for weeks to come. Honestly, some of his passing, like you said, it was absolutely unreal. And and it was flashes back to, you know, not last season, but the season before. But in terms of his contractual situation, the the club, I don't think, can afford to let him go for free at the end of the season. So I think first and foremost, they'll be trying their utmost to get him to sign a new contract. But if they can't, then they are going to have to cash in on him, you know, this window. And the same with Edouard. If he's not going to sign a new contract, you're to have to cash in on both of them. Because what you can't do is you can't wait to the end of the season and lose those two players for free. You know, it's, it's too I, much money lost, gone. Sorry.
8: Can I can I make a point on Edward? Yeah. Um, I, I've had a lot of discussions with with friends and stuff, and I I think you do make a point because a few of my friends are making the same point as you. But my thinking is, if oddson Edward is a is a player that scored, uh, you know, many amazing goals for Celtic in big games, and you know, in last season, in what was a poor season for Celtic, he was still the top goal scorer. I think if Celtic, if no one is willing to pay the money for Odson Edward and, Edouard, and Celtic have to keep him. I don't think that's a bad thing because A, he's a big game player and he can win you titles. And B, if he has, he has goals win Celtic the league title next season and I guarantee it as a big if, But that entitles them to the Champions League riches, um, because it is automatic qualification. So yeah. then you can yeah. let Odson Edward go for free. He's won you the league and um you know you've you've sort of got the money um for him. So that, that's my thinking is I think Godson Edwards is a great player and I I I would urge Celtic in a sense to keep him because I think he's a he's a player that can can really help you fight for the league title.
3: Yeah, but yeah, I I agree. Listen, if you're going to win the league title, if you're guaranteed to win the league, then yeah, keep him there and then let him go for free because like you said, the Champions League money kind of replaces and more what you get for him um, now this month. But it's risk free reward really, isn't it? And the business people within the football club. You know, can you afford to put all your eggs in one basket? Because if you do get to the end of the window and you know, sorry, you get to the end of the season, you don't win the league title, and Edouard does leave on a free. How do you replace him? You know, where does that money come from? And you know, that's what they would have to be thinking about. No, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to say we're
1: we're heading fast for the news at six, Stefan. Uh, So good to have you on the show, and we'll no No doubt speak to you again soon, Stefan. Thanks a lot. Uh, Celtic play Yablonek's. On Thursday. Today's news is that Gordon Strachan is heading back to Celtic in a senior advisory role, and we are two hours away from kickoff at Ibrox.
0: The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live, weeknights from five.
1: It's Rob McLean, Craig Moore, and Marvin Bartley. Uh, For the next hour, and within the next hour, we will have the Rangers team which lines up at Ibrox tonight. Uh, not quite as early as Craig Moore was predicting earlier on in the show, but it will be soon once he gets his 24-hour clock worked so, out.
2: So you didn't want to hear my exclusive then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get that team news uh, probably about hopefully about quarter to seven. Um, a full house at Ibrox tonight. 2-1 Malmo from Sweden. Can Rangers turn it all around? In a week in which uh, the other four... Uh, European representatives for Scotland are involved as well and all in with a chance Uh, St. Johnson 1-1 against Galatasaray Hibbs 1-1 they're in Croatia to play Rijeka Thursday Celtic at home to Jablonec 4-2 up from the first game in the Czech Republic and uh, Aberdeen against Breda Bleak, uh 3-2 it was in Iceland that's a quarter to eight start as well just looking at pictures on the screen in the studio of uh, Lionel Messi who seems to have recovered from those uh, tears in Barcelona <laughs> as he was explaining why he had to go uh, there's a big smile on his face uh, now he's obviously seen details of the salary Marv is going to be getting from PSG
3: yeah why would he not be smiling but what I can't believe Davey told me he was coming to Livingston's so I'm actually quite <laughs> shocked to see him on the screen going to, to PSG. I have to call him after and find out what happened. But no, listen, what a fabulous player and he's definitely still got more in the tank and he's he's joining the team that are now favourites for the Champions League and they'll take some stopping. You know, look at their signings over the summer. I know they could be called free transfers but I imagine the signing on fees and the agents fees are very, very high. But... No, Messi, listen, one of the best players to ever play the game. Some people say the best player to ever play the game, and you know what a marvellous signing it is for PSG. Half a million a
1: week, apparently, is the uh, is well, the up. is the salary. Just looking at his goals for Barcelona, Craig, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh since 2010, uh Messi's goals 53, 73, 60, 41, 58, 41, 54, 45, 51, 31. He, he, presumably, he must yeah. have missed half the season yeah. and 38. That is just. I, just, I crazy. just don't
2: understand that in all of that time. How, how defenders have not understood how he plays. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I mean, sometimes you just come up against that quality. He's world class. Um, and to be able to smash that out season after season after season, that's why he, he's, he's the best player in the world.
1: Yeah. How ridiculous, though, is the situation? In Spain and and at Barcelona, where um, you know the 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 percentage of wage bill to turnover is meant to be 65, 70 percent. Barcelona, it was 110 percent until they got rid of Messi. It's still 95. I mean, I think they're a billion in debt. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, it's not sustainable, is it? It, no. it really, really isn't. And I remember I did a football management course a few years ago, and, and our tutor was talking about you know La Liga and saying that it's going to go bust at some point, and it seems that that might be coming now. And, you know, it's difficult for Barcelona fans, obviously, to, to lose their, their cult heroes. It's difficult for Messi to leave. I actually thought it was a publicity stunt at first. And they're just trying to hold the league to ransom over, you know, the financial fair play stuff. But no, he's gone and signed for PSG. And listen, this has to happen. You know, like you said, they can't be at 110%. You can't be losing money, you know, season after season after season. And high amounts of money as well. Um, so, you know, although this isn't great for Barcelona now... If, as long as they got a club in the future, that's the most important thing. And, you know, they might bring in a young player that can now replace Messi or be given an opportunity to do so. So in the long run, it might work out better, but you know, they couldn't uh, continue to do what they were doing.
1: The rebuilding of Barcelona is going to be interesting, Craig, isn't it?
2: Well, it is, like I said, because for, for so many years, it's just all been about one player um, and, and everybody else sort of like filtering into to how he kind of uh, plays. But as Marvin touched on there, uh, the, the flip side in terms of, the well-being uh, and the, the 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 future of a football club it can never be in my opinion at risk or you know for, for one player yeah. so look it was uh, the only decision in my opinion that, that that could be made and and look barcelona they will rebuild it, it, it may take a, a little bit of time um but they're a massive football club and when you're a massive football club and, and you therefore have the ability to to tap into to to your networks and get great players. They want to come play. I mean, you know, players want to go play for the for the top clubs. Barcelona are a fantastic club, so they will they will rebuild. It'll take a little bit of time though, and I'm sure Messi will go okay at PSG. <laughs>
1: You just have to think there should be tougher controls on the big clubs because when you hear about debt like that, a billion of a debt at Barcelona, a lot of the other big clubs, the giants of European football are the same. And and surprise, surprise, they were looking for a breakaway European league, which yeah. basically was just gonna bail them all out, Marv.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. And you begin to understand why they wanted the Super League. You know, you see another clubs so I think Inter or another club that said, you know, they could potentially go bust and they needed a fire sale of players. And you mm. think to yourself, how you know the people at the top allowed these clubs to get into this state? You know, it's crazy. These are Champions League clubs. They're getting a lot of money in, but they're, they're spending, you know, far too much. And, you know, you're always trying to, like, keep up with everybody else. And obviously, Inter Milan have, have, have got a, a league title, but they need to get their houses in order. I think Covid's scared a lot of clubs as well, because there's not been any fans in. Yeah. You know, the revenue from people coming in has really fallen and I think they've actually realised. Well, we we could be in big trouble here if this is to repeat itself again yeah. in a couple of years' time. We won't have a club to come back to. So maybe it's shocked them into doing something. And you know, for football, that that's a good thing because as Craig says, there you always want the clubs to be there. But you know, Craig's an agent now, so I'm sure he's putting a couple of players no, I, into. I just Barcelona. don't understand
2: the, the whole the financial fair play. So you're not allowed to to spend more than you you generate as as, as a football club. Yeah, it just seems to me as if like there's still many club clubs that. That are doing it, find in, them ways, loopholes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: and, and plus, then you look at uh, you know clubs like Chelsea, Man City, uh, Juventus, right? the, the top, top clubs. They actually have a lot of players on their books that are never going to play for those clubs. right? So they're, they're controlling all the talent as well. And at the yeah. same time, placing them in other countries, other clubs where their value continues to rise. And sell it's, them on. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm like, how, how is that possible?
1: This is probably not the time to tell you we're reducing your fee on the Go Radio Football (laughs) Show because the the wage bills become too big a fraction of the the annual turnover. So sorry about that. But uh, anyway, uh, let's talk to Lewis. What a night it is on the Go Radio Football Show because uh, Messi goes to PSG, Strachan going back to Celtic and Rangers are going back to full house crowds tonight on a big night as they tackle Malmo in the Champions League qualifiers. Lewis is a Rangers fan. Hi, Lewis. Oh, how are you? Yeah, we're good, thank you. How's yourself? Yeah, all good, all good. What sort of state of excitement are you in? Sorry. What sort of state of excitement are you in? Oh, I'm buzzing. <laughs> I was buzzing last
5: week, but then after the game, I was a wee bit done, But no, nah, I'm back to buzzing again. So can't wait till the eight o'clock.
1: Yeah, and that atmosphere is going to be something special tonight. And and do you think the performance will match it?
5: I do, I think that's what the last two games have been missing because crowds have been starting to build back up and stuff I think the Foo House will just take the performance level to the next next level I know we were playing well last year but I think we'll go even further than that I think we'll play even better than what we played last year
1: yeah, it'll be funny. there'll it, be something ironic about the if the atmosphere does what it's intended to do Craig tonight for Rangers and what Steven Gerrard's been calling for it to do because because Rangers have grown as a team yeah. uh, playing to empty seats.
2: Yeah, they have, uh, you know, for for the last 18, 18 months, but um, you know the importance of having the supporters in and, and, and behind you and in a game that is well needed tonight. Uh, look, Rangers are certainly capable. Um but it's now it's up to the players, Rob to, to respond off the, the back of you know probably a couple of disappointing results. Uh, you know performance a little bit for me against Dundee United, but you know maybe there was one eye on, on how important this football match is for the club financially and, and what it means uh, to the players. But I have no doubt that the players are going to be uh, right up for this match. The noise that's going to be generated by the supporters there tonight will be incredible. The players will be pumped. You know, that first whistle when it goes, it's going to be electric and it's so important that Rangers can start the game well. I've seen a lot of teams buckle under pressure at Ibrox. Hopefully that's yeah. the case for Rangers tonight. And Melmo, uh, you know, a little bit taken aback just by
3: the atmosphere.
1: Mark, if you can put yourself in Malmo boots tonight, because you know you've been in the opposition at a full house, Ibrox. Huh, you know how scary that can be.
3: Yeah, and got nowhere near them. So uh, yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's a uh, it's a daunting place to go. And, and as I said, you know, and the fans were wrong. We actually played them at the start of this season. I think there was twenty three thousand fans in there. And you know, we looked around when you were hearing the noise, and it, it sounded like a you know a packed house. I I can't you know imagine how it's going to sound today. Um, you know, especially on a European night. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult for the Malmo players. One thing Rangers, you know, don't need to do is go gung-ho. They're one goal behind, yeah, yeah. you know, so they play their normal game, play their way into it. They don't need to score in the first five minutes, you know, to get the place to erupt. Just take your time, do what they've been doing, you know, for the last 30, well, 38 games last season. Um, if they can continue that tonight with the fans in there, you know, as I said earlier, I have no doubt they'll win the game.
1: It's going to be interesting, Lewis, isn't it, to see the psychological effect of that late goal from Stephen Davis last week, because obviously it gives Rangers a big lift in terms of uh, what the recovery job is, but it also, you would imagine, has a big negative effect on Malmo, who thought until the last few seconds they, they were they were taking a 2-0 to Ibrox. Yeah, well, that's one thing that
5: did... Gave me a wee bit of confidence after last week because you've seen Stephen Davis's goal, uh, uh, goal, and then the Malmo players all felt they the ground and like disappointment and stuff like that. They've conceded, so they looked a bit done after the game. Malmo, uh, after conceding their last second of the game, but I think just purely because 51,000 they'll be wanting to respond to the defeat on Saturday. But I just think this will be a Rangers team. Totally the highest level we've seen in a few years. I think they'll, I think they'll play it unbelievable. I think Ryan Kent will be big tonight. I think he'll be really, really big tonight. Morelos, I think he'll be big as well. And I hope to see, I'd like to see Wright as well in the front three because last week I thought he was really, really good in the first half.
2: Lewis, you touched on Kent thinking that he's going to have a massive game tonight. I've actually not got him in my starting eleven. Am I, am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
5: I don't think, I, I, think I think he's the one player In this Rangers team You can't kind of drop mm. He's magical He's magical He could go past Four or five players At a time He's unbelievable
1: And he's one that's Going to really rise To it tonight You would have thought As well With with that atmosphere Behind him
5: Yeah definitely I think he's the one That'll be the He'll be the main part Of the Rangers team tonight, I think I think You'll see Kent In the final third And he'll have Most of the control in the ball I think I think They'll play through Kent
1: Noah. Craig, you've got, Damn, half an hour, you've got half an hour to revise that team selection.
2: No, again, look, I'm not doubting Kent's ability. Like I said, obviously, no, I he, he come off at the, the weekend there. And sometimes that, that great player can also have a great impact from the bench. So, look, I mean, Stephen Jeddah will name the, the starting 11 that he thinks are going to attack the game in the best possible way. He knows for a fact that he'll need to use players from, from the bench to come on and impact um, the game mm. as well. Uh, but it's so important, like I said, that Rangers start the game will allow the crowd to really get involved. And I've been away to, to, to big teams and, and, and the atmosphere. And sometimes when you just, you're just you trying to get into the game, but the the noise, the lift that it gives that team and the players, and, and you just feel as if it's impossible to, to, to break down. Um, so I don't understand what you're saying, Marv, but I've been in the experience as well, maybe in other other countries. And it's so tough. So Rangers have to create that. If they do, it's very, very hard for teams.
1: Are you a big Morelos fan, Lewis? Yeah, well, I was on the last time, I think
5: it was last Tuesday, actually, before the game, and I got asked a question if I thought Morelos would stay or he would go, and I said he'd stay. I honestly don't think Morelos will leave this year. I think he'll be here the whole season. Even if we didn't, well, hopefully they we'll get Champions League football, but if we didn't I, didn't, I still don't think he'll leave. I think he'll be here the rest of the season.
1: He makes me feel really positive about Rangers' prospects tonight, Marv um, Alfredo Morales. Just because when you look at the recent history of what he's produced in Europe, he occupies defenders big time, and he scores big goals.
3: No, exactly. You know, and he kind of changed his role last season, um, and he's coming a lot deeper and kind of into that false ten, and allowing the space in behind him. You know, for Ryan Kent or for Rebo or somebody else, Haji to come off the other wing. But also when he gets in there and he turns you know, and he gets up to full pace, he's really, really difficult to stop. Mm. As I said earlier, he's a big game player and he might not have got the goals last season that he's, you know, got in previous seasons, but his contribution to the team, I feel, was a lot, lot bigger. And I think Steven Gerrard said that at times, you know, when he was going through maybe a little bit of a dry spell. His contribution to the team now is absolutely massive. He helps us build up, you know, through the thirds. And again, you know, I think I think tonight he'll give them a different kind of striker to what Itton was uh, played against them last week. I don't think they'll be ready to play against him and, you know, follow him into those holes because nobody wants to do that. Centre-backs as Craig will tell you don't want to be dragged out of, you know, being in your defensive shape to try and follow a striker and that's what he tries to force you to do.
1: There are key players missing tonight, Craig. I mean, for me, Glenn Kamara is a big miss. I think he's probably the one of the first names on the team sheet especially in big games, European games for Steven Gerrard.
2: Yeah, very much so. Look, he's he's a player that you kind of when when Rangers are playing well and uh, you know, massive, massive part of that Kamara. You know, he's so composed. He he keeps the ball, um, he keeps good momentum within the team. Uh, very intelligent. Look, he's got a lot of flexibility to his game as well. Plays a lot deeper for Rangers, but he can go and and have more of an influence forward, which we see him do with a, with the national team. Just whenever he plays, he, he you know he's certain players go in and they're seven and eight every single time they play. Kamara is that type of player. He's certainly uh, a miss and. You know, it's an opportunity uh, for somebody else to come in and, and, and do a job. Like I says, what that midfield 2-3 looked like, it's probably, a, you know, a few different options. Uh, but Davis is one of those ones that always has to step up Um and, and, and certainly does that as well. And at 36, I think he's 36 years old. <laughs> yeah, he is. So he, he's, he's going all right because he's playing a lot of football. But Kamara, a, he's a big miss, but... Rangers have got a big squad to deal with that
1: Yeah and there's a 39 year old um, in goals as well who just has that happy habit Marv of, of pulling, on, pulling off big saves on nights like these if required
3: Yeah exactly being unbelievable um, at times that last season I know Rangers I think conceded nine goals in the league but at times you know he was pulling off save after save remember the Hamilton game and you know he pulled off an absolutely wonderful save <laughs> And you're thinking, Hamilton should have beat them. is actually at Hamilton. And I think he got man of the match. And it just showed, you know, and he came on and he wasn't happy at all. And he was it's, just like, His yeah. post-match that's interview right. was legendary. Yeah, it was fantastic, yeah, well, wasn't yeah. it? But that's, that's the level that he expects. You know, that's the level he wants to play. He doesn't want any shots. You know, he wants the boys in front of him to do, to do their jobs. But if you do break past them, you know, like you said, he's a fabulous goalkeeper. And again, you know, they'll be very confident having him in the goal tonight. So,
1: Lewis, what are you thinking? How's it going to go tonight?
5: I didn't want to predict scores Because I predicted that last week And I said 2-0 <laughs> And we ended up 2-0 Then I? I thought Oh no I didn't say I should going to finish 2-0 But I think we'll win I think Personally 3-0 I think 3-0 this week I don't think we'll score I thought The two goals they scored last week The volley was a good goal But the other one I thought it was a defensive mistake um, I don't know if you'd agree But As the ball comes across goes I can't remember if it's Lundstrom coming back or somebody else. Goldson and runs behind McGregor. If yeah. Goldson just stands up to that, maybe get a fit on it or something
2: like that, but I don't know. It's kinda kinda like as if it took he... a little bit of a deflection, was it? Goldson Goldson was looking to get back as if he was gonna comfortably be, uh, comfortably be able to to clear it. It's taken a deflection. He kind of then trying to trying to find his feet. Um and then by the time he gets uh able to turn and face the shot it's kind of like then going into the far post but it was just um, you know that that two or three minutes of that lapse of concentration and you're 2-0 down you're blinking you're 2-0 down it's madness and that's
1: what makes that Stephen Davis goal uh, so important and uh, Rangers look to kick off at eight and turn that all around tonight Lewis good to have you on the show good talking to you thank you lads all the best that's Lewis looking ahead to Rangers against Malmo kick off eight o'clock
0: The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5.
1: Tuesday's Go Radio football show. Good to have you with us. Another half hour or so to go. Another hour and a half to go, Craig Moore, just to Where's check the, your timings. When's the team sheets coming well, out? Well, <laughs> exactly. We should have teams in about 20 minutes um, for Rangers against Malmo. 2-1 down from Sweden last week. Can Stephen Jenard and his team get the job done? You'll have gathered. It's Craig Moore, Marvin Bartley and Rob McLean on the, the show tonight. And we've got uh, Paul with us from... Crookston as well. Hi Paul. Hi Rob. Hi Marvin. Hi uh, Craig. Hi, Hi Paul. Okay. Hi, you in good? Sh- are
10: you in good shape? I'm looking forward to the game. pity sure you're not commenting on it tonight, Rob, but I like your commentary. Oh, thank um, you very much. Yeah, that, I know you're all right. You're all right. You're <laughs> quite lucky. You know, the last time we've been doing it for us. So anyway, uh, my point is, um, I don't Craig Maybe I know a wee bit more about this. Giraffes said a few weeks ago, before the before the season came to kick off, that um, he was going to try a new formation. Um, because he said it was too good to keep out Patterson um, mm. basically for his exploits last year um, but Patterson still be on the bench he's not, he's not brought him into the team to maybe push half a year up and I'm just wondering why he hasn't done that because he did say he was wanting to try a different formation because he was worried other teams maybe pick up from the last three years of their formation so I just want curious just to know why the last two league games hasn't brought Patterson and maybe pushed half a year up and tried a bit something different you know
2: it is a strange one because he did test it, didn't he, in the, the pre-season game against Arsenal. I, I think I'd, I'd done that game and and later on in the match, uh, Patterson come on, Tav pushed a little bit further forward. Uh, formation didn't really change. They saw it was still in a 4-3-3. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it is a strange one. Uh, Steven Jared at the time said, you know, two great players. He says, I want to be able to have them both involved. Um but again, like it says, unless you're actually in the building and know what's happening day in, day out, um, training wise, uh, form wise, because again, look, when you've got a highly competitive squad pool, it's, you know, the tr- I think, and Stephen Jarrah did come out and say, he says, I'm going to pick my players off of the way they perform on the training field. Um, and therefore, once they get that jersey come the weekend, then it's up to them to be able to try and maintain and, and keep that jersey. So, look, I'm sure Patterson is, is, is working hard and, and, and will be waiting for his opportunity. Um, he's not going to come in, I don't think, to, to replace Tavernier, but when they both play together, yeah, I, look, I don't think it will be too far away because maybe Stephen Gerrard will look to try and change things up and freshen it a bit. Teams know the way that they play. Um, and Marvin, I guess when you, you're looking down the coaching side now as well, mm. when, when you know sort of like or you expect a, a, certain, a certain style from a team and all of a sudden they do something different, that can, that can sort of like shake you a little bit and have you sort of like doing little different things or getting feedback from players, what's happening here? Bit of confusion? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's very difficult because obviously, like you said, you all week you're building up to play against a, a certain team or a certain shape and, and then you get there on match day and, it, and they completely change it. So no, it is it's a difficult thing 100%. Um, and it gives emotion, doesn't it? Um, you know, Tavernier and Patterson, two great right backs. My only thing is that they're two fantastic right backs, but I don't think either of them are better right wingers and yeah. Scott Wright or a Hadji or somebody like that so it is difficult to fit them in but I think Patterson will you know, get the game time that he needs to develop but he's also training day and day out with top quality players you know, he is improving although he's not playing week in week out and it gives you know, Gerard an option to rest have if he needs to because he's got you know, an able deputy behind him
1: Would you have liked to see him Paul maybe come in for that game at Tanadice at the weekend Nathan Patterson would that have been an opportunity do you think to just freshen the team and give him some game time as well?
10: Yeah, no, absolutely, I mean, don't get me wrong, we did well against Livingston, you know, we took a while to break them down and things like that, but mm. watching the performance, I don't know, Winters went through 40 games, you know, they went through unbeaten last year, it was, un- it was unbelievable, but I suppose you get spoiled with that, I guess,
6: yeah. um,
10: and you're going to lose a game, you know, it's going to happen, um, it was just uh, the manner that we got beat through, was it as if it was a last minute penalty, or I just felt we, we didn't probe enough, I mean, uh, no, unless I, well, I I'm wrong, I don't see secrets No, and um, not making a save? They didn't
2: have to make a save. Um, and that was
10: that was annoying from a Rangers perspective. That I, I I want to really probe teams and we're doing a lot last year. We were thumping balls in. Barisic, here. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of these guys have been away in the Euros and, and catch up and things like that. But um, you know, there's another point just to make about Morelos. You know, I know he's maybe personally granted different time off and Mar- I don't know the ins and outs of it, but. When you've got Gerard saying I don't know when he's coming back I'm like, you're the manager, you know um, <laughs> I want you back, you know uh, You know, and things like that But I, I guess I definitely want things freshened up a bit. I'm hoping tonight, um, I'm optimistic in a, in a full capacity at Ibrox, um, That that they will get their job done um, And we'll overcome these Because these aren't, these aren't easy games, Craig I know that, in part of the previous Rangers teams Can kind of navigate through these You know, Walter Smith and people of the past so how tricky these games are um, there's no easy games in Europe anymore And for how much money's hanging on to it as well It must put a bit of nerves into the players But um, I'm optimistic they'll get the job done I'm not optimistic with, with Gerard as well But I was said, I don't know, maybe you know, Marvin and Craig In the background And yeah. things like that I don't, know, I don't see all that every day But as I said I would like to see maybe a wee bit Things freshened up Maybe Hadji coming back in you know, We missed him And we missed a key player That maybe can make that killer pass and things like that, and and you know you remember Kent last year. If you look at his form, he dipped a wee bit as well, but then he came back and he did really well. So he had a great start though, Paul, a didn't he?
2: he? had a, Kent had a great start to the season. Then you're right that he, he did have a little dip and then he came back again and and showed the quality that he that he has. Um, but look, I mean, the difficult thing is again at the weekend, you know, Barisits to be fair got loads of balls still into the box as mm. did Tavernier and all that, but. Um, Dundee United handled it and they were, they
1: were expecting that weren't they
2: yeah. yeah they handled it and they handled it well so again sometimes in terms of that delivery um, you know if you can get um if you can draw the defence out and have them playing a little bit higher and then all of a sudden things are put in between defender and goalkeeper that becomes a really really dangerous ball you know yeah. a lot of the time yeah, Dun- I'll make point if that's alright sure
10: well, yeah yeah sorry just, just to come in there as well I mean there's a lot of twist, tweaks in games as you know uh, one bad move from whatever. Maybe you can recall where you think know, you agree with me or not. But Charlie Mulgrew, Mulgrew, sorry, I thought was a wee bit lucky to stay on the park. So if that had went another way, what he did with Morelos that would have changed the dynamic of the game. But like what Craig said there, eyeballs were coming in. They were handling really well, you know. And sometimes players do that in a game. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. But yeah. like I said, some of these challenges, if it went another way, would be quite a different game. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's all lessons, but so.
1: Paul, what's your, what's your prediction? What's your scoreline tonight at Ibrox?
10: Oh, oh, I'm always optimistic. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> um, blow it here, but no, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think um, I'm going
1: to go for a confident 3-0. 3-0 Rangers. Well, uh, that, that will be comfortable if that turns out to be the scoreline. Uh, thanks for calling us. Good to have you on the show.
10: Thanks a lot, guys. That was great.
1: All the best, Paul. On. That's Paul in Crookston, uh, looking forward to Rangers against Malmo, uh, an hour and a half away. Uh, let's talk to Jim, who is a Celtic fan. Hi, Jim.
7: Even Rob. Craig, Marvin. How are you? Hi, brand new, brand new. I'm just settling in to watch the Rangers game soon. My wife's Rangers, so it's always fun. <laughs> <I wanted to laughs> well, that that's
2: just an evening then? Is it,
1: is it separate rooms?
7: <laughs> yeah, always. always
1: <laughs> right, okay. Let, we'll, not, we'll not delve any deeper into that one. Um, Jim, what about Gordon Strachan coming back firstly? What's your reaction to that?
7: Aye, that was a wee surprise you that one I know nowhere. I just checked on Twitter to see what the background was. Uh, the reporter that broke it uh, said that it's going to be head of strategic planning and youth development. Wow. So youth development I get, but strategic planning can be a bit vague. Mm. That's, uh,
1: that, 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 that sounds like a, a job title Craig Moore would throw at me <laughs> in the midst of a show strategic planning. <clears throat>
2: ah, you like that one, the KPIs K- and all that KPIs, kind of stuff. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you exactly. love all that. Yeah, but
1: um, yeah, I mean, do, do you welcome him back, Jim? Will all Celtic fans
7: welcome him back? Uh, I think he's always been a wee bit divisive, Rob, even yeah. though he was Really successful, considering what he had to follow after Martin O'Neill. I like him personally. I think he still he's got. I think he will have Celtic's best interest at heart. You see him in Celtic TV. He's really quite, quite passionate. His son's working there as well. Yeah. Uh, my only worry is, is that he's got a big personality, and I think the big man, I think Ange has as well. <laughs> so if they got on, it will be great. But if not, I think they could really clash. Are you so, liking Are you
1: liking Ange so far?
7: Loving him, absolutely loving him. I really, I think it's brilliant. The way he goes about his business. I love how frank he is when he speaks. And actually my point that I'm meant to ask you is it was to ask you guys just based on, obviously I watched the game in, on Sunday, it was impressive. Yep. But although you would expect them probably, you know, Dundee are just promoted so we all do respect I think they will have bigger tests to come. But it was really just to see what the guys would think who Celtic need to cover in terms of more signings and who needs to go.
2: Oh, I mean, it's not for me to say who needs to go. Like I, said, I think the obvious ones we've we kind of been speaking about for a long, long time. I think Edward needs to go I think for himself personally and I think for the club um, I think that's probably the best solution I still think they're looking um, for another right fullback for sure potentially yep. potentially a left fullback um, most certainly another striker um, you know obviously the goalkeeper situation has been sorted now with Joe Hart coming in Marvin anything else come to mind for you?
3: No I'm with you I think the two fullback positions are, are very important um obviously if Edward is to go then, like you said, they'll replace him and bring another striker in. But I think if he's to stay then then they won't because they've got obviously Griff as well as, as yep. kind of third choice yep. uh, backup. But I think two fullbacks, I think next on Andrew's list will be will be two fullbacks just to, to add a bit of competition, probably an experience in, in both positions, and then have Greg Taylor and uh Ralston. Ralston especially probably as backup and Greg Taylor to compete with the left back they bring in.
1: Yeah. Do Celtic not need another centre back?
2: Well you look at what I say. Uh...
3: No, with Julian coming back as well. We're yeah, Julian back comes too. back in October, I think. Is yeah. he due back in October? So, maybe so, September.
1: So, so Julian and Starfelt and Welsh and Beaton.
2: Is and that Beaton? This so that's yeah. four, that's center four and a half. So yeah. I mean, I that, Beaton yeah. you can have as a half because he plays also as a holder midfielder. Um, Dane Murray obviously he's yeah he's on the development one, but he's you know he's managed to.
1: He's got, Yeah, he's going to be good. To I think
2: dip, dip he? his toes and, and looked as if he he's going to be a bright prospect, but it yeah. needs a little bit of time. It's not, because central defenders is a really really tough position to come into as a young player because it's an experienced role. You know, it's in terms of positioning, um, knowing a striker's movement and and potentially influencing others around about you. It's That's about it's about
1: a partnership as you as you know well very, very as much as well. So. It's a, it's about putting two people together who are the right people together who yeah. complement each other, isn't it?
2: And on that one, um with Starfield, I mean, again, people just expect, I think, the, the, the finished product already. You yeah. know, he's come to a different country, a new league, right footed defender playing on the left side. He looks as if he will become a, a decent player, but at the moment you can see that he's also still finding finding his feet and therefore not being being able to influence maybe, you know, your right side of centre-half, your left full-back, your central yeah. midfielder, because good centre-halves are able to influence so much more than just what they do on the field.
1: Does that tally, Jim, with your thinking um, about the the signings, the number of signings required and the
7: positions that Celtic need to fill? Just about, Rob, I, I mean, I would definitely need cover at, at right and left-backs. There's no doubt about that. Maybe Beton could be enough to hold it off until Julian comes back. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, Starfield, Welsh and one other But obviously Julian's still to come back Maybe around about Halloween possibly yep. But Peton can fill in until then It's just we might have some big games I don't quite know the schedule up until then But obviously you're going to have Rangers Possibly Had Zabber being away So it's just to make sure I was thinking maybe getting another centre half in But if we can cover then fine But what I was thinking was maybe uh, Going for Kevin Nisbet And maybe offering Lee Griffiths as part of the deal Because I think, you know, for one reason or another, and he certainly had a a bad reception a few weeks ago at Celtic Park, I I don't think the future's looking great for Lee Griffiths. And I think if you could, Hibs would take him. He's a Hibs fan. And I think Nisbet's a real up-and-comer. I think he would do well at Celtic. I would try and sign him. Could that be
1: a deal, Mark? Well,
3: well, Jim thinks it can. And listen, Nisbet, for me, has impressed me Uh, more and more. The more I watch him, the more impressive of him I am. You know, I thought he was kind of an old-school number nine, kind of fox in the box. Um, but he's got so much more to his game you know dropping into kind of the number 10 position we saw it against uh, Motherwell When he drops in he fires the ball out wide to Paul McGinn he crosses it in the box and Hibs get a goal from it. his movement's fantastic and this is him playing up front by himself I think he will go into Celtic and and do very very well I think that's kind of the next step for him now because you know I think he's done yep. Dunfermline before Hibbs, and he scored goals there he's came into Hibbs, scored goals he's gone to the Euros you know been in the Scotland setup I think Celtic is the next step for him and you know, he's a player, definitely, if they, if they can get hold of him, um, it'll be a fabulous signing for them. You know, young Scottish talent. Um, he's going to go into Celtic, he's going to have a buzz about him and want to impress and improve again. And they're the sort of players, you know, you want in your changing room.
1: And you're happy with uh, Kyogo Furuhashi, I take it, Jim?
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
7: <laughs> a, he looks unnatural, doesn't he? It's yeah, yeah. he's, he's not, he's not just a, like a poacher, he's, you can see him sliding back to get into tackles. The fans are love him.
8: Yeah. The fans are going to
7: love this guy. Yeah. If you talk about maybe Furuhashi up front, Possibly Kevin Nisbet, and then this other lad you were talking about, uh, Thomas Henry. I, I, looked, yeah. at his, Thomas, I looked at Thomas his record Henry, there sixty, yeah. 60 one and seventy one games yeah. in the Belgian league, mm. which is a pretty good standard. So if you could give those three, that would Celtic fans would be loving that.
2: That's a tough, yeah, tough, tough league. So to to be hitting those kind of numbers in in in, in yeah. that league yeah. is is very very good. And and Kyogo looks. Marvin was saying earlier, he looks like a player that could probably play also as a ten. He could probably yeah. play also as a. Yeah. Uh, the inverted winger type as well. So he looks out, he has really good flexibility there. I think if he he can find another player, I mean, Rogic, for example, we've not seen enough of, but you've seen even on Sunday against Dundee, the the combination. Um, If he finds another player like that, he's 25-plus goals. I'm not getting too carried away, but I just think that good, good strikers at Rangers or Celtic, they're hitting twenty-five plus, and I, I I see Kyogo hitting those kind of numbers because it's, yeah. no, it's not only the positions that he finds himself in, which is which is fantastic for a striker. He actually looks quite composed. He's got a range of finishing. I think a couple of his goals where the advancing goalkeeper and he's composed yeah. just to dinker over him. Yeah, that, that's a striker that it, it, I think Ange touched on it. A mature stri, uh, striker that c- continually yep. made his progression he's got goals in him and a lot of them
1: I also like the look of Leo Labada and he's got goals in him as well even though he's starting out wide right um, he's he's had a couple of really well taken goals in big games Marv already which is a great sign he's only 19
3: yeah that's what to say such a young man as well and again Ange just pulled a rabbit out of the hat it seems with him because he's only going to get better 19 years of age coming into the Scottish League and you know, it's kind of you know, taking it the way that he has and he, he seemed like a really really good player like you said he scored a Two go- uh, good goals for them. But, you know, he's willing to run in behind. He's willing to come inside and link play up. And what I did like about him, I mean, he didn't get the penalty, but obviously he got fouled and he wanted the ball. Yeah. That's a 19-year-old boy, you know, yeah, playing yeah. It. So it's like, No, I want the ball. And listen, Edward yeah. took the ball because, as he should, he's a penalty taker. Yeah, yeah. But I did like him having that bit about him.
2: But you're kind of forgetting that he is 19-year-old yeah. because he's come in, he got his debut earlier than expected because of injury, so he got thrown yeah. in. Yeah. He'd done really, really well. Yeah. Um, but again, you start to see in terms of the style, you touched on Leo Abada and Christie. So when the ball's on the opposite side, Christie's finding him, yeah, he's creating, but he's also, he's getting in the box and scoring goals.
3: Yeah, second number nine. Flip side is,
2: yep. so is Abada. So yep. if he's not delivering that cross, and this is a style that Ange likes to play, that you can't be then out playing as a winger. Why? You're, yep. you're useless out there. Get in the box, find yourself in scoring positions. They're doing that
7: very, very well.
1: Suddenly, Jim, it's all looking a bit more hopeful than it was. It's amazing how
7: quickly it could change. Uh, what a difference a make uh, week makes in Glasgow. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Good to have you on the show. Wish you all the best, Jim. Cheers,
7: guys. Cheers, Jim. All Thank the you.
1: best. And uh, talking Celtic, we'll talk talking Rangers on the other side of the break, and uh, we should have that team shortly, uh, which will kick off at Ibrox against Malmo.
0: The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.
1: Okay, as promised, uh, the Rangers team to kick off at 8 o'clock against Malmo in the Champions League qualifiers. Alan McGregor in goals, Tavernier Goldson, Balogun and Barisic. Helander is on the bench. Davis, Arfield and Arebo, the middle three, Wright and Kent, either side of Morellis up front on that bench. uh, McCrory, Bassi, Lundström, Helander, as I said, Hadji, Eaton, Simpson, Patterson, Kelly, Sakala and Hogarth, Craig Moore.
2: I was close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: nah, again, so you look at the starting lineup. Look, it's a strong starting lineup. A little bit surprised with Balogun coming in, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but again, obviously, you know Stephen Jeddah will. I'm sure have confidence in the player. Um, again, you know, we spoke about Kent earlier on. He has played majority of the the, the European games or the big games. He comes in. Morelos, i right, no surprise. Arfield back in um, after being out at the weekend. Um, but I think this time as well, having a stronger a stronger bench. You yeah, Steve Gerard touched on that after the first game. Um, you know, not wanting to throw too many young boys uh, that maybe weren't weren't ready. Well, his bench this yeah this game is is ready. There's 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 certainly a lot of players that he can bring on there that can make a difference. So very very strong team. It's just now about starting starting very very well. What does
1: Balogun give that Helander doesn't Marv?
3: Well, maybe a bit more of a physical presence. Uh, he, he's slightly taller. He's better in the air. Um, but what Hollander gives that Balogun doesn't is that kind of that left-sided player on on the left side of centre half. I think that balance, um, you know, it can be difficult. I'm sure Malmo will now be trying to press Balogun when he gets the ball and keep him on his left foot. Um, but listen, Stephen Gerrard would have would have seen these players in training. He'd have watched Malmo, him and his coaching staff an awful lot. And you know, maybe Balogun's in there just to be a physical presence.
1: What would Stephen Gerrard have been thinking in picking that midfield three? Craig Davis was a, is an obvious one at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I, I take your point about ultimately too many games, mm-hmm. but uh, at the moment uh, he's got to be there. Yeah. Arfield and Arebo alongside him.
2: Yeah, well, again, look, Aribo was was uh, the most creative player for Rangers at the weekend, so you know that he's gonna he's gonna find good positions. He's gonna look to try and. Um, You know, play the right pass. He looks to combine. He looks to get into the box. So he's very, very positive. And we know that Arfield as well, look, he's not going to be somebody that's dropping in deep to to get the ball off the back four. He's going to be looking, waiting for that moment to make that third man run, those deep runs, which for me is very, very important. Davis, obviously, with with a a controlling role uh, that he will play. So it tells me that Steven Gerrard feels as if there's going to be a a large part of this game that Rangers will dominate the ball. Mm. Um with those midfield three, Marvin, yeah. I'm not sure what your thoughts no, are. No, definitely
3: Our field's energy, um, you know, I think it think is brilliant. You know, he's, he's really box to box and, and as Craig said there, he'll you know, he'll get in the box trying to make the third man runs, but he'll also be defending for you on the edge of your box. And you know, I think in Europe you really do need his legs. You've got you know Aribo and Davis who are, are a lot better on the ball than him, but what he does offer energy wise, you know, the Malmo players won't want to track him and him running forward is going to create space for Rebos create space for Davis you know to step forward and you know dictate the play and also you know we're talking about Morales dropping into the to the kind of the number 10 position Scott Arfield will run beyond him yeah. you know he will run beyond him and I won't be surprised you know to, if we see him getting a couple of times today because as i said his third man runs are absolutely fantastic he times them so well
1: Scott Wright has won over the manager. He's also won over the fans in pretty quick time since his move uh, from Aberdeen. And Yanis is back and available. He's on the bench, but but Scott Wright is preferred in that position.
2: I think Scott Wright is a is a a fantastic talent. Uh, I think he's going to only get better. Um, I, I've been really pleased. I'm I'm delighted to see him in because I think he deserves to be in the team. I think that um, you know. When he come on, even against Liverpool, it made it made a real difference, Marvin. Yeah. You know, he's he for me, he's a very positive player. He 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 wants to go forward. He wants to pass the ball forward. He wants to make positive runs, and um, and he finds himself in really good positions. You know, he gets among uh, amongst the goals. So I'm really really pleased for him. I think he's a positive player. I think for those type of the, the ten, if that's what you want to call it, that inward inverted winger, that sort of stuff. For me. He, he offers so much more than what I've seen from a lot of the other Rangers players in terms that he's positive all the time. All the time.
1: The news of uh, Gordon Strachan is that he has been confirmed in that role at Celtic, a senior advisory role, for three months. It's uh, It's three months at the moment. And the word is that he's also staying on in his role at Dundee he's oh. also so it's a <laughs> conflict of interest oh, with, oh, how, how
3: does that happen with, yeah. which uh, <laughs> which uh,
1: sounds sounds a bit strange
3: doesn't it yeah um, oh, i'll have to, have to read up on that later i'm not yeah. sure how that's going to work wait, 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 where
2: was it who's the announcement from is that from a celtic announcement
1: that's actually that's come from mark greedy our, role, it? our own mark greedy Has yeah it? yeah Strachan confirmed in the role for 3 months um, he's also staying on. He's also not finishing in his role at Dundee. So is it? Is, so it's a, a short-term contract, I suppose, if, if you like. It's a strange one,
2: isn't it? It's like oh, I don't know how it's possible that you work for two clubs at the same time that are in the same league.
3: Yeah, I, I don't um, get how that no. can be passed. Uh, I'd like to see the remit of his job, though. Maybe he's, he's just doing I don't know youth players or something. They can't be doing first team players, Celtic or dealing with first team business at Celtic. And in three months' time, go back to Dundee and say, by the way, this is what they're doing there. Like, it doesn't really make much sense. I'm, I'm
2: sure we'll hear a lot more, yeah. Rob, on uh, these developments. I have, yeah. I have no doubt. You're right, Marvin. Maybe we hear a little bit more about what the actual role is. Yeah, because we're um, still
1: waiting for the formal announcement from Celtic yeah. of uh, of the shape of that appointment. But at the moment, it is a little bit uh, confusing as Gordon Strachan returns to Celtic. And we are just over an hour away from kickoff. At Ibrox Rangers against Malmo we've brought you the team news Alan McGregor is back in goals Tavernier Goldson uh, Balogun and Barisic it's Davis Arfield and Rebo in the midfield Wright and Kent either side of Morellis. and on the bench uh, the likes of Lundström and Helander Hadji Eaton uh, fashion, Sakala, all there in reserve. Let's talk briefly before we go uh, about the other Euro- European games uh, this week. St. Johnson against Galatasaray has got to be the headliner um, mm-hmm. on Thursday. Let's hope for a big crowd in Perth. There ah. certainly should be after that uh, one-all draw in Turkey.
2: Ah, oh, What a massive opportunity for St. Johnson. I would have loved it if they could have just held on a little bit longer uh, in terms of when they went ahead over, over Galatasaray. But that's a fantastic result. They've got an unbelievable opportunity. You create a a great atmosphere. Um, Galatas were expected to go through. I don't think there's any pressure on St Johnson. Go and enjoy yourselves. Go and, and try and create a fantastic result and get to that next stage. They'll
3: they
1: want sellout. to do it now, though, won't they? Having laid the foundation.
3: Of course, definitely. You know, what a dream for those players to go and play against Galatasaray away from home with the players that they do have and, and obviously in a hostile atmosphere. Oh. But I hope St. Johnson do get a sellout. You know, if they're able to sell their, their stadium, I'm not sure what the rules are for them, but hopefully they do get a sellout because those players deserve it. You know, they won both cups, they weren't able to do a parade, and this is a, a massive, massive opportunity for them against a huge club. So I hope they're well supported because. You know, yeah. that club's going from strength to strength at this moment in time. I'm looking
1: forward to the St Johnston fans holding up the banner saying welcome to hell <laughs> <laughs> in Perth uh, Rijeka against Hibs that's in Croatia 1-1 yep. from Easter Road Marv what do you think of your old team's chances yeah I,
3: listen I watched the first leg and I think Rijeka had some good players Craig watched them um, recently and you know they've got a few good players going forward I think it's going to be difficult for Hibs but they can do it they're in great form themselves you know, Martin Boyle, Nisbet you know, Doidge came in at the weekend and, and, and scored a goal um, but they look really good at the moment. Hibs. You know They're keeping the ball. They're going from side to side. They've got Jamie Murphy, one side who's a top player, had a bad injury. Mm. He's came back from that now and, and looking as good as ever. You've got Martin Bull, the other side, and whoever they start, decide to start up front.
1: Yeah, well-equipped to uh, get the win they need in Croatia. Celtic against Jablonec from the Czech Republic. Uh, 4-2 in the first leg. And it sounded like Celtic could have scored a few more as well. You would imagine that's going to be pretty comfortable.
2: How many for me? Um, yeah. You know, watching the, the first game, I know, look, they were disappointing uh, to to lose a couple of goals, but for me, even that game, I'm, I'm thinking Celtic are going to go five, six, seven. I I, I think this is going to be a really convincing performance and result uh, on Thursday night for Celtic. I'm going five or six, Rob.
1: Five or six. Aberdeen against Breda, Breda Bleak at uh, three, two up from Iceland and at this point of course I have to mention that late winner uh, <laughs> against Livingston on Sunday which was pretty painful for Mac- Max Strayek and everyone else I imagine.
3: Yeah definitely listen Max has been absolutely fantastic for us you know since coming in the door and you know especially coming back for pre-season this year he's been in great shape um, he's, been, he's been fantastic again in training and And really good in the games and and he's kind of found his voice he's a young man he's a young goalkeeper as Craig spoke about being a centre-half and you've got to have that experience he's now got that in goal and listen it's 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 an error it's a huge error from him he understands that but Max will save us points you know throughout the season there's no doubt about that so listen he's let it in at the end of the game I think our performance was the most important thing and I think it was good you know at the other end and we spoke to the boys listen Max has made that mistake at one end but we failed to take our chances at the other. You know, we had a few gilt chances, and if we don't take our chances at one end, our defence is always going to be under pressure. So listen, as I said, the ball's gone through Max's hand, but you know we move forward from there, and you know we'll concentrate on watching Aberdeen Thursday, not speaking about that again. Yeah, exactly. But, uh,
1: there, there were six changes in the Aberdeen team. Um, they'll they'll go back, I would imagine. To, to their European side to get the job done and they, and they should Marv get the job done
3: yeah I think they'll get the job done comfortably um, it'll be interesting to see who he brings back in whether, whether Jet will start again because he's, he's played quite a lot of football mm-hmm. um, he tied towards the end against us I think Dylan McGeoch was fantastic um, in the centre midfield the and then he played alongside Brown as well and I think Hayes picked up a slight knock as well so yeah. it will be interesting to see how they go but the the Aberdeen squad is strong they've got two good young fullbacks. Um you know, I was really impressed with both of them, even though one of them pushed me trying to get the ball back. You know, he, he was really, <laughs> he was really good at left back and he's stronger than he looks as well. Why don't you pick on someone you you're on tires? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or someone close to my age. I'm probably old enough to be his dad. But no, listen, I really do hope Aberdeen go through. I hope all the Scottish uh, clubs go yes. through because when they're in Europe, it's not about, you know, rivalries that we have within the country. I think, you know, for the Scottish football, you know, to, to get on the map, we need our, our teams in Europe, Champions League, you know and uh, Europa League, and obviously, now they've got the Conference Cup as well.
1: I started off the show saying it's another massive week for the, the Scottish clubs in Europe, mm. Craig. And let's hope that that's a phrase we are using uh, right up to the end of the year.
2: That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? I mean, seeing Scottish teams like being in the legs, in the tyres, still hopefully they can progress. You're right. Don't worry about January. Can we even go longer? You know, mm. as long as we can and as deep as we can in in these competitions. That's what that's what you want.
1: And what about tonight? Full House, Ibrox, Will yeah. Rangers get it right? You think it's going to be tight, don't you?
2: Look, I do think Marvin's given me a lot of positive energy throughout <laughs> this, this. That's program. what he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. And I, I've kind of now thinking that, that he's available on an hourly basis. <laughs> See, I, I've always felt the Rangers were go, going to win the match. I, I feel as if it is, you know, going to be going to be tight. But I think three-one obviously it would get them through the the, the leg um, and to the to the next stage potentially against Olympiakos or Ludogorts.
3: Right, Mister Positive. What's your? I'm going. I'm going two no Rangers. Um, I think we'll see a defensive masterclass. I think you know they'll be very upset they conceded. You know the two goals uh, at Malmö. I think they'll be disappointed to concede against Dundee United so I think you'll see them at the top of their game today and the forward players will go and do what they do best Marv
1: thank you Craig thank you very much good luck to Rangers we're back tomorrow night with another Go Radio football show Stephen Cragan and John Hartson here with me tomorrow live at
0: 5 The Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5